Welcome to the Bar Hacks Podcast. Expert tips and strategies to help you navigate your bar, restaurant, or hospitality business towards sustainable success. Now, here's your host, Doug Radke, the president of KRG Hospitality, the international brand ambassador for Barventory, and the author of the book, Bar Hacks. Welcome to another episode of the Bar Hacks Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. This episode is actually part two, a continuation of the last episode on starting a bar or restaurant in the current climate or quote, post-pandemic. So before listening to this one, please make sure you've listened to part one or you might find yourself a little bit lost. If you have listened to part one, I hope you found it insightful. Part two will dive into more of the business, financing, planning, and concept development segments that you need to know, understand, and align to start a successful bar or restaurant business in this new climate. But in part one, we focused on what you need to do personally before moving to the planning stage, a self-discovery and self-assessment. We also talked about the introductory needs of a feasibility study and what the current market sentiment is currently looking for. Now that you have that key information, you can formulate a concept that your area both needs and wants, which is a form of business viability. Now that you fully understand your target customers and what they're thinking and doing throughout their typical day, you can research and plan your location needs, business model, food and beverage programs, brand differentiation through a competitive analysis, and outline your technology needs and operations plan. We're creating a concept that also provides cocktail kits and meal kits or even cocktail kit subscriptions work best for you, your brand, or for your target market. How about introducing first party or third party delivery, elevated curbside pickup, the use of QR codes throughout the sequence, or how about educational tastemaker experiences or unique outdoor pod or patio type experiences, you know, just to name a few. What would work best for you? While validating your business model, take the time to research your intended entertainment plan plus flavor profile and core menu items. What is the trend forecast and and the cost of those items? Does it align with the current needs and the wants of your market? You need to also remember that demographics, entertainment, customer tastes, and income levels facilitate demand within this industry. That is what is driving a winning business model right now. You know, it's the menu that's small but innovative, localized, improved ingredient quality, precise flavor profiles. It's the concept, the premium nature, the tech-driven, the hybrid model, the experience-driven, the use of takeout and delivery channels, the competition, the consolidation of it all, the leveraging competitor failures and market oversaturation, and the marketing, owning the entire tech experience, building loyalty and repeat business models and using social media and video media and target markets, the millennials, the centennials being small, you know, niche driven markets and utilizing smaller footprints and beverages, you know, mocktails, local distilled spirits and beer to go drinks and kits. You know, beverage programs can make a difference of just surviving or making enormous profits. This is something that we will be highlighting over the next one to two episodes of the Bar Hacks podcast as well. Then there's also the location, uh, you know, suburban, strong regional economies, localized tourism right now, not international. And then there's the financing, the real estate availability, the low interest rates, the 
equipment leasing programs, plus on the operations side, the multiple revenue streams, looking for three to five plus revenue streams, even in a bar setting. Basically, you know, does what you want to start make sense for the market and the future of this industry? Does it fit in? Will it be sustainable? Now that you know the market, the competition, the business model, you can test the feasibility of your financial program, including startup requirements. You know, benefits right now are that there will be nearly turnkey venues sitting empty. There will be high quality used equipment available as well that will reduce your startup capital. There are ways to save a considerable amount of startup investment right now. And every year, you know, we actually provide a yearly snapshot of the average bar and restaurant startup costs. While we're still working on the 2021 version that will be released in December of this year, I will provide you with a link in the show notes that gives you access to our 2020 startup report. And full disclaimer, you know, that was obviously before COVID hit, but it still shows you again the cost categories that you need to know to start a bar uh, or restaurant uh, right now. Plus, it's, it comes with a really detailed key milestone checklist. You know, use this and its percentages as a guide for developing your startup budget. You know, in summary, the average startup cost is about 247 US dollars per square foot, and that includes everything from planning to opening. And the current situation may allow you the opportunity to get one started for much less than that. Again, right now will be a great time to start planning. There are also ways to be extremely successful with a smaller footprint. You know, I've mentioned that a couple of times now. You don't need a 5,000 plus square foot bar or restaurant to live a profitable, comfortable life for you and your family. With the right research, the planning and development, a smaller 1,000 to 3,000 square foot property that provides less risk and less startup needs will now do the trick if it provides the right revenue mix with the right systems and the cost control methods. That means getting food and beverage costs below 28%, getting labor costs below 24%, having your rent or lease costs at 6% or less, and marketing at a 3-4% or less. Again, this is not a pipe dream. This is not unrealistic. It is possible, or should I say feasible. We should not be opening venues until there is a solid plan of realistically reaching these types of targets. So we've looked at so far, you know, some of the key elements of a new feasibility study, including what to consider for your market, the business, and the financials. You know, switching gears to your concept plan right now. No question, every bar or restaurant related establishment starts with a vision and a story. Nearly everything you encounter in life has a story to tell. You know, that saved concert ticket, that photo of your grandparents, whatever it is, all have a unique and memorable story. Your concept and brand should be no different. The truth is brands relying on worn out keywords such as locally sourced and handcrafted to tell a story must learn that this is simply not good enough anymore. Bars and restaurants now and moving forward must make their story meaningful, more personal, emotional, simple, and authentic. Despite the word story, it isn't even confined to their written word colors, decor, vendors, staff members, plating, glassware, packaging, even the simplest visual segments within your brand's messaging, both you know, online and offline, can paint a picture worth a thousand words. Your concept and brand story should start, however, 
by first identifying and developing your core values and your four core statements, vision, mission, values, and culture. Your brand personality and culture are what makes your brand unique. This should be reflected in your bar and restaurant's conceptual planning through a strong, also human, brand voice. You should ensure you have culture-focused systems in place to make sure stories that are lived by all of your staff from leadership down to entry-level positions are easily shareable. In a true and managed storytelling culture, everyone participates. Everyone has stories that they live and that are worth sharing with your target market. Even with a flow of technology-focused systems right now, the ones that strike a balance are the ones that are winning. It's now the time to create a plan that humanizes your brand. While storytelling has been around since the start of mankind, in today's climate, we have at our disposal more tools than ever before you know, to tell our stories. So let's not waste on that opportunity. So this type of modern concept plan must also help shape the idea and concept into a tangible form uh, with character and heart and soul, giving your concept a visual personality. That's developing a brand guide with logo, colors, core values, core statements, and positioning statements, plus food and beverage guides, equipment guides, entertainment guides, and details on your technology stack, a vision board of your interior and exterior fitouts, test drawings, and you know cost or budget updates from your feasibility study. And in terms of your, your food and beverage guide, for example, you, you must now take a multi-sensory approach your food and beverage program must play on the fact that guests not only taking pleasure through through taste but also from the positive emotions and memories that flavors actually evoke you know as taste and smell and visual senses are actually forever interlinked into our memories whether you know they're eating in a restaurant drinking on a patio uh, drinking and dancing with friends eating in the car at their home or basically anywhere else when you truly understand your target market, you can extract emotions and personalize the food and beverage experience through the use of effective storytelling. You know, if executed properly, stories can actually stick in the guest's mind much longer than a memory of a, a bite of food, a glass of wine, or even a shot of tequila. You know, see how all of this is actually starting to work together and come full circle? It's very easy, though, to just throw a bunch of expensive ingredients together and make a drink seem instagrammable but is that really good for your business designing your bar or restaurants food and beverage menu should be a fun and exciting task but it is also a potential turning point for your venue's long-term success meaning it needs thorough planning and thought-provoking processes for many bars though especially in the united states alcohol sales can represent you know 90 to almost 100 percent of the revenue meaning that the only profit realized by the bar is predominantly generated from beverage categories that you know that played out to be very difficult to operate during this pandemic there were venues scrambling to sell food so they could operate even at a takeout level just to generate some revenue and moving forward and it is something i have recommended for years bars need a food program too Bars have been missing an opportunity to maximize profit while exploring multiple other revenue streams. And outside from serving basic you know, beverages, there needs to be a strategy behind your menu, not only with beverages, but also food. Every single glass, plate, board, bowl, 
uh, deliver to each and every guest needs to deliver a visible positive emotion. You must provide differentiation and signature options, but further understanding the core menu items very early on within your concept plan will allow a startup to plan the bar and kitchen areas and also determine estimated you know, food and beverage price points. You don't need to have the entire menu completed, but a solid idea that flows with the remainder of your concept is required. You know, which menu items will define your brand and your success? What experiences do you need in your kitchen and bar to deliver your desired menu and their items on a consistent basis? What level of education and you know, previous experience do bartenders and kitchen staff need? You know, what quality of ingredients will you, you need to use? How can you repurpose ingredients to maximize supplier, you know, buying power in addition to reducing waste and your overall food and beverage costs? Remember, we are also entering a time right now where small menus win. You don't need 60 to 80 items. You don't even need 32 anymore, which is something that we had been recommending over the past few years. You can actually have a successful bar or restaurant with multiple day parts with a menu of just even 10 to 12 items. This has so many benefits, including the ability to maximize smaller footprints, lowering startup needs, creating a niche, lowering and controlling food and beverage costs, ultimately creating less waste, plus easier training requirements leading to better consistency. The food and beverage programs and experiences moving forward must also shape the guests' understanding of the hyper-local region by supporting local farms, local vendors, and local culture. It is anticipated, actually, that moving forward, that the trend will be that consumers will actually expect venues to rely less on imported food and beverage goods while using more locally produced items within an approximate 75 mile radius due to the support local initiatives. You know, the need to embrace the local culture, the current and likely future supply chain and cross-border restrictions due to the pandemic, and to be honest, simply more robust, less traveled, fresh flavors. But to do this, the menu must be small, targeted, and balanced, and it should be diverse and exciting. You know, every single item needs to equally be a top seller. Based on the menu though, you know, what plating, takeout containers, and glassware styles will be required? And if you have a, you know, a heavy takeout and delivery focus, will those takeout containers keep your product's quality intact by the time it reaches the intended audience? What is the cost of these more premium containers? Does it fit within the budget? There are, these are the questions that need to be answered all the way early in the planning stage. Knowing your core menu will also position you early on to determine key food and beverage suppliers and begin mapping out possible supply chain solutions in addition to any challenges that you may face to meet the demands of your concept. Knowing your menu will also help with knowing what and how much equipment you need, you know, with new concepts, uh, revenue mixes, and business models, the size of kitchens and bars are actually changing. The average kitchen in a restaurant, for example, used to equate to approximately 20 to 28% of the overall space. Now it is actually growing in some concepts as dining rooms are being reduced. But on the bar side, you have to read you know, review cocktail stations and their and their size, their potential output, the flexibility within the interior and exterior space. You have to look at how the bartender will pivot or or move based on your style of menu and the overall space. You know, this is also actually something that we're going to be touching more on in the next episode. Remember this or write this down. We can no longer 
rely on analysis like revenue per seat or you know square foot like we used to we have to develop a concept that focuses on the experience first and foremost whether on-premise or off-premise and once you know that along with your menu you can formulate a productive bar and kitchen space and with that mindset and planning the revenue and profits will follow we are also seeing the development of quote smart kitchens and bars we are seeing the development of virtual kitchens and ghost kitchens we are seeing a new evolution of how brands utilize food trucks and outdoor bar spaces we are seeing kitchens and bars placed outside right on the patio elevating the outdoor experience with mobile bars and reducing the need for actual interior fit outs again obviously pending your market area but very quickly though i mentioned smart kitchen what is a smart kitchen or even a bar you know, beyond the purchase of your basic commercial kitchen or bar equipment that you need, you should also consider investing in some new technology that can improve your kitchen or bar's workflow. For example, there are, you know, F&B uh, safety management systems that help keep health inspectors happy and your customers healthy by streamlining food safety regulation, compliance, and paperwork. There is remotely controlled equipment where your refrigerator can track and reorder inventory on your behalf. There is bar inventory systems that can track liquor bottle movement and draft beer inventory as it is poured. There are bar and kitchen display systems that replace those old school kitchen receipt printers by improving communication between your team while being hooked up to online and even mobile phone ordering systems. There are cook and hold combi ovens that can basically do everything now even providing the effects of a deep fryer. There are smart beer tap systems that activate when a glass is placed under them, increasing efficiency by, by pouring two beers at once. While this high-tech equipment can be pricier than the standard alternatives, the tools pay for themselves through the use of their efficiency. While there are other components, obviously, of a concept plan, including architectural details and test drawings, I really want to touch base just a little bit more on the tech stack and the customer journey map. And until COVID-19 struck, many North Americans spent more money on away from home food, drink, and experience than for at home consumption. Restaurants and bars had really been the space in addition to the home and the workplace where relationships have been formed and incubated and maintained. Bars and restaurants must now consider all visual cues today that will signal a safe environment to their customers. Brands that focus on the health of their employees and customers, the, that deliver the beverage and dining experience that consumers crave, the, that manage their capital wisely and look after the corporate health of their business are again the brands that will uncover opportunities. Again, so many bars that were in operations completely missed out on this. And a lot of this can be delivered by developing the right tech stack and the customer journey map. The challenge for bars and restaurant owners is in uniting the technology that's available out there and getting the different systems to talk to each other for maximum efficiency. This means aligning your point of sale with processes that allow for taking payments and orders both on-premise and off-premise simultaneously while providing inventory management, event management, ticket management, and reservation systems, plus you know, kitchen and bar and shift management tools. That means aligning systems that communicate directly to the required 
prep stations via the kitchen and even unique bar monitors that I've mentioned. It means aligning delivery platforms, orders, and drivers, whether you know first party, third party, or last mile. It means aligning takeaway, click and collect food locker activations, self-serve beer stations, and mobile order ahead technology. It means aligning drive-through technology, social media, websites, and loyalty programs. It means aligning analytics and reports and accounting practices. A winning stack of technology will provide a system that integrates and communicates with one another. You know, but if one of these systems is broken or doesn't communicate, it can cause havoc on your systems, plus your level of timing and consistency, and of course, brand perception. To understand what consumer-facing technology is needed for your concept, you again need to know your customer profiles that I mentioned earlier. This is where putting together a journey map is incredibly important. One that will tell the story of each experience for each consumer profile that you created that, um, that we talked about uh, in the feasibility study from initial contact through the process of brand engagement, eating or drinking, and then into a long-term relationship. Put yourself in their shoes for a moment to create this map. What technology is available to guide them through that pre-visit, the ordering process, the payment process, the pickup or delivery process, the engagement process, and the post meal or drink process. You need to own the entire experience, whether on-premise or off-premise, whether restaurant, bar, or entertainment venue. You need to understand what they're thinking, seeing, and feeling during each interaction. You know, what are the pain points are there for each of those? What's the emotional experience? What is the brand opportunity? What is the information that you're gathering? How can that then be used for future marketing efforts? Without that important information, your choice in technology and productive processes plus your marketing plan will be very weak and your concept will not be prepared for the potential of you know, scalability, or even success in this new climate. Ask yourself this, how many of the bars and restaurants that have failed have had all of this planning and thought processes so far in place? This is how you build a successful business in this industry beyond 2020. This is how you build a successful business in the current climate and post-pandemic, no matter the choice of concept. When a concept development plan is complete, it will then assist in completing the strategic business plan by preparing you for capital requirements, budget limitations, construction-related options, space planning, lease requirements, and overall day-to-day -day operations. So what is a business plan? It is the action plan that elaborates on the feasibility study and concept development plan while delivering on overall operations, marketing, advertising, startup milestones, and financial benchmarks. This document should feature in-depth analysis and competitive landscapes, team development strategies, licensing and permit needs, and industry reports, and numerous financial statements, including an enhanced customer traffic analysis, plus a contingency plan with a minimum of three-year financial projections broken down by month, in addition to a week-by-week -week mock labor schedule based on your size of venue to truly understand your labor cost potential. And rule number one, when developing a business plan, do not use a basic fill in the blank template or you know, take somebody else's business plan, change the name, 
and a few of the key points and then call it your own. Don't cheat yourself, your brand, and the planning process. It will catch up to you. I can promise you that. A business plan is also never complete, ever. It is what I like to refer to as a living document. It needs to be read, updated, and analyzed on a continuous basis. It is not just to obtain funding. It is not to be thrown in a drawer and forgotten about once the door is open. It is your roadmap towards success. You also need a contingency plan within the business plan. This is more important now than ever before. How many bars and restaurants operating right now have a contingency plan in place? Prior to March 2020, I'm going to guess only a few percent. Now it is an absolute must for everyone. I really cannot stress enough the importance of sitting down and planning out what you will do if things don't go as planned or if there is a local natural disaster or if now, you know, even a second or third wave or a future pandemic type crisis. Put together a 96 hour plan followed by an outline of plans for 30, 60, and 90 days. Cash flow projections and creating action plans around that is absolutely critical. Making principle-based decisions and thinking long-term is critical. What would happen and needs to happen when your business is hitting 10, 25, 50, or even 90 to 100% less revenue than projected? Have a scenario outlined for each. Determine your cash burn, your break-even, your areas of cost that can be immediately cut. What happens to your equipment, your venue, your marketing, and also your staff during reduced hours or a complete but even temporary shutdown. You also want to remember that your core values and the fact that your bar or restaurant is only as strong as the team that operates it, right? It's no secret. People are everything in this industry. So make sure that you have a plan in place as well to protect you and your team during times of uncertainty and also crisis. So I have to ask, you know, could you imagine submitting all of these documents and details that I've shared you know, during the, the last episode and this episode to a bank or an investor or even a business partner or a landlord? You will be rewarded for your detailed homework. You will immediately stand out from the other average at best plans you know that i can promise you and in terms of your business plan make sure you have a solid operations plan an outline of your onboarding and training program a sound marketing plan with budgets campaigns and strategies and objectives a short-term and long-term business development plan an exit strategy a contingency plan and the most detailed financial playbook possible this, again, is what you need to start a bar or restaurant business in a post-pandemic world. Before I wrap up, I just want to say, you know, for us, developing the required feasibility study, concept plan, brand guide, test drawings, and business plan with financial playbook all takes about 45 to 60 days. For the average person, it takes about six plus months in addition to the inclusion of some mentors and some help along the way. And that's okay. But this is why so many open without these plans in place because of the time and the effort that it takes. I just shared with you a very brief selection of what needs to be done to win in this climate and moving forward. I just scraped the surface. There is a lot of work to do, but if you skip these critical plans, you will struggle through the startup phase, the launch phase, and also the operating phase. 
research, being detail-oriented, utilizing organizational skills, communication, and action planning. It can all be done. You can do this. But they are all needed more so now than ever before. We must hit that reset button and not open a bar or restaurant business because it's, quote, the cool thing to do. That's been done. And that's why many markets were oversaturated. We have to start with a business mindset. And truth be told, you know, I've done plenty of startup-related education sessions over the years. Often municipalities bring me in during Small Business Week to teach people in their community and what's needed to start a bar or restaurant. And sometimes there's 80 to 100 people in the room. And out of those 80 to 100, one or two actually move forward with starting a business in this industry. You know, these sessions, they often scare a lot of people. But to me, that's quite honestly okay. And there, there is a lot of work that needs to be done long before large investments are made and leases are signed. Like I said, starting a bar or restaurant isn't for everyone. You have to come into this with a clear head, the right planning, the right systems, the right discipline, and the right business forward mindset. I'd rather you save your finances now if you're truly not ready. Don't add yourself to the failing statistics. There are many other ways to grow in this industry, make money, and to wake up and be happy to go into work every day. But if you are ready, you are in for the ride of your life. As much as it is, it is scary, it really is very rewarding. That's my time for today for this episode. I could honestly talk about this all day long, but I hope you found this information uh, helpful and that it will help you align your business and your plans to prepare for the future. Please feel free to reach out if you have any questions. I would be happy to answer them for you. You can reach me directly at KRG Hospitality on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or Doug Radke on LinkedIn and Facebook, or at krghospitality.com. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts to stay up to date, or head over to amazon.com to get your copy of Bar Hacks, the how-to on developing the fundamentals for an epic bar or restaurant. Until then, stay safe and healthy.